Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, go to PCAPaintEd.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all you non-members out there, sign up for our free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the Apple Store and Google Play. This episode is sponsored by Federated Insurance, 3M, and Conquer. Welcome to Paint Ed Live. My name is Torlando, your host. So glad to be here today with you guys. Uh, great day. You know, it's pretty... I'm filming this in a, in a February and for Indiana, it's actually pretty warm, but it's not going to be as warm as where my guest is today. He is, uh, he's, he's tuning in from Mexico, but the guy is from Canada. We're going to have Benji Carlson from breakthrough Academy on the show today. So excited to have him on. Um, he'll be one of the featured speakers in the uh, expo course in Orlando, Florida. Um, by the time this airs, uh, hopefully, uh, you'll have time to get there. If not, maybe you can catch some of these, uh, you know, PCA overdrive, by the way, this show is recorded and distributed on all of the major podcast platforms, you know, Apple podcasts, Google play, Spotify, SoundCloud, all of that. But if you want to see the video and the spe- and the extra content, you're going to want to download PCA Overdrive where you can get 400 hours of video content. It's $5.99 a month for uh, non-members free with your PCA membership. Go to PCAPaintEd.org to download it for or find it on the App Store. Um, you know, now is, a, is always a great time to talk about staffing up. Uh, and it's it's a topic that I try to I try to talk about a lot on this show. I try to bring in tons of different perspectives on it because I feel like if if you just grab one thing here and one thing there, sooner or later, you'll be able to piece together a plan for hiring, which is such a pain point. You are probably even today getting bombarded with more work than you can handle. We're coming right out of the the slow season, the Christmas season. People are starting to see what their tax returns are going to be like, and you are going to get swamped. That's the reality. How are you going to handle that work? How are you going to bring in the type of players to your team that aren't going to destroy your culture, that aren't going to be make the place uh, a pain, a pain in the ass to work at? You know, uh, you don't want your you don't want your A players leaving because you bring in somebody who is uh, is annoying and doesn't work, doesn't pull their weight, right? How do you create a plan to hire? That's what I want to talk about today. Very, very exciting stuff. By the way, to help you on this on this hiring journey, um, I want you guys to check out findapainter.org where uh, we've got some really cool things happening with Find a Painter. Not only can you get found by prospective customers, but you can actually list a job and you can leverage a tool called Viva HR to expand your post to uh, 50 plus job boards. It's a really, really great benefit that you get as a PCA member. So many benefits being a part of this association. Um, okay, let's go ahead and being, bring on Benji. Uh, I'm going to tell you, I've, I've talked with Benji uh, several times. Back when I was contracting uh, you know, full-time, 
I had a lot, a few run-ins with, with Benji, um, just great conversations. He's a, he's a really smart guy. He loves, um, you know, conceptual business thinking. And, uh, he, not only that, but he has a background in actual contracting prior to, uh, joining the, the, the breakthrough Academy. And if you guys are not familiar with the breakthrough Academy, um, they're, they're, they're one of the best coaching, uh, firms that we have in the industry. Um, I'm not just saying that they're, they're, they really are a special group. So let's go ahead and bring out, uh, Benji Carlson. Hey, Benji, welcome to Pain Ed. How you doing, my man? I'm doing really well, Torlando. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. So how how is uh, how's Mexico down there? It's awesome, man. It's really, really good. I'm uh, I'm down here on a little remote work trip, which I, I try to do, you know, once a year, just get out of Canada and and, uh, and and bring my work with me. I'm very blessed to have a setup like that. Yeah. Uh, and the demands of podcasting are such that, you know, once you start, you really can't stop. You're on a That's <laughs> that content true. needs to get out. So, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm happy to do this uh, with you here today from bright and sunny Salida. That's awesome. Um, so, so Benji, you have a new podcast out that uh, that, um, you know, you, you guys are, are have hosted. What's that called? So, yeah, we have a new we have a new podcast. Uh, it's called Contractor Evolution. The tagline is basically, um, you know, we unpack the systems, tools, and skill sets contractors need to grow their companies, make more money, and work less. So mm -hmm. it is all killer, no filler. It's really, really good quality content. And it's especially built for business owners who are uh, in that growth zone between like one and $10 million a year. Like that's mm -hmm. really the niche that we serve. And we, uh, so we have amazing guests on, uh, we share some of our own frameworks and processes that work for us. We release every Wednesday, uh, and it is on everywhere you get podcasts, Apple, yeah. Apple, Apple podcasts. We have a pretty good YouTube channel. Um, uh, the on is very widely available and easy to find. You just type in contractor evolution. You'll find it right away. Um, so that's yeah. what I've been up to off to the side, which is a lot of fun as well. Very cool. Very cool. So, you know, on this, on this topic of, of hiring and the, and the talent shortage, or at least the perceived talent shortage, we got a couple things happening. Um, and depending on who you ask, they're going to, they're going to shift the blame in different places. You know, some might shift the blame onto the government. Some might look at the economy in general. Some might be looking at the pandemic. Some might be looking at it uh, generationally, like the, the young generation just doesn't want to work. All of these excuses for why your company can't find people mm -hmm. and it can it can, you know, online, especially there can be some heated debates. You know, just the other day I was, uh, you know, in a in a in a uh, debate hole on uh, on Facebook where we were discussing you know, this, uh, the idea that, okay, at the grocery store, you've got the automated checkouts and, you know, the, the, the idea being that you increase the price of labor and then that is somehow increases the, the amount of automation. And, and I'm like, well, in my opinion, uh, you know, it doesn't matter what you're paying anybody. I mean, you could pay a minimum wage and an automated checkout machine is probably still cheaper. Uh, there's certain aspects of, 
the you know the job market and people that we're bringing in that ultimately are just uh, going one way. They're going away. Whether you know it doesn't it doesn't really matter who who's to blame here. The fact is, is that the landscape is changing. We have mm-hmm. to pay more uh, people. Labor is getting expensive. Um, people are are not aware of a trade. You know what I'm? You follow me here? So, hundred percent, man. Yeah. Where where do you see the problem? Well, I think um, <clears throat> I, I I I like the way you set that up because it it's it um, it resonates with me, and it's been my experience too that whether I'm at uh, a conference, a trade show. I'm hosting a webinar, like what I see in the chat box. Um, There is this prevailing view about people, the workforce, let's say, which is, it's, it's very, um, it's very negative and it's very blaming. And, Mm -hmm. and so there's some really common scapegoats. You kind of rattled them off. Like there's the millennial bashing that a lot Mm -hmm. of contractors are apt to do. Young people suck and they're all stuck on TikTok and nobody wants to work. That's a common one. Um, government's another common one, especially on the heels of COVID. Depending on where you live, you may or may not have had some, uh, you know, some government spending that has maybe kept people at home or made the workforce lethargic. Um, uh, you know, uh, and, and the, the list goes on. AI, technology, like there's all of these things that people can point to. And um, those, those thoughts and feelings may be true. They may not be true. They may be somewhere in between. I've got my own opinions, but the fact sure. of the matter is you still run a human driven business and you will for a while yet. Like yeah. Elon's not going to come out with a house painting robot next year. And right. he's probably not five years after that. So for the foreseeable future, um, you're, you're going to, you are going to be in the business of trading the well-organized time of your people for profit. You know, right. there's some paint mixed in there as well, but that's essentially what you're going to be in the business of doing. And so um, uh, while it is harder and we're going to talk about that today, you still have this problem to solve. And the more time you spend pointing fingers, I think the less time you spend actually getting down to brass sacks and fixing this. Because this, yeah. this is my message today and this will be my message in the talk we do at Expo. This is absolutely a solvable problem. It's not an easy one, right. but it's absolutely a solvable problem. Right, right. So, so let's let's kind of jump into it then. Like, what is the first thing that we need to get in order to solve this this talent shortage that we're feeling? Well, I think I think the first thing you need to get a little bit is maybe a bit more data on on how we got here in the first place. Like, like what are the facts versus what are the stories? What is actually going on? And and um what big events what historical features what has gone on that has led to this perceived talent shortage and and i'll just i'll just start there so um this has been going on for a lot longer than covid a lot of people don't realize this but if you trace back the um the labor shortages that people are feeling this actually goes all the way back to 2008 and so what happened in 08 we all remember mm-hmm. um is a housing bubble that implodes lending freezes there's a 70 percent decrease in new construction starts um and there's through that period, about 1.5 million jobs in construction and trades and contracting mm-hmm. that were lost. There's, mm. you know, the money is not funneling to that part of the economy and people need to pay their bills. So they go find jobs elsewhere. 1.5 million jobs lost wow. um, in the U.S. That's actually 
straight from the U.S. Bureau of, of, of Labor Statistics. Now, between 2010, 2019, that, that decade there, um, mm-hmm. it slowly recovers. You can see the graph. This will be in my talk. We'll go deeper on it at, at Expo. But you can sort of see people coming back to that part of the economy. They're getting jobs again. New construction kicks back into gear. And things begin to normalize. And, and the, the number, that those 1.5 million jobs that were lost, essentially recover mm-hmm. by 2020 <laughs> 2020 hits we get hit with covid oh right yeah we lose we lose another million people very very quickly now the difference between covid and the 2008 recession is that you guys will remember this covid i uh, sorry construction was deemed an essential service we basically yes. got told hey we can work through this there's some precautions you need to take but unlike air travel and food and beverage hospitality who got completely shut down construction was allowed to continue um and so those million jobs that were lost about 80 percent of those came back very very quickly we're still down Mm -hmm. we're still down about 20 percent. so that's 238,000 workers i looked uh the last time i checked who were who have not come back to Mm -hmm. their position in in you know as a painter as a landscaper as a whatever um but so there, anyway, what I'm saying here is there's some really big hits, some big shocks to the system over the last 10, 15 years that have that have um, hurt the talent supply. Mm-hmm. And I use that word sort of like supply and demand, like it's hurt the talent supply. So there's a couple other things, too, we need to realize um, we have an aging workforce Mm-hmm. In this space, the average age of a construction worker in 2014 was 40.5 years old. The average age of a construction worker construction worker in 2021 was 42.9. So you can see it moving up quite quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, other things that have hurt, um, there's been a big decline in shop classes in the public education system. So woodworking, metal shop, mechanic mm. shops, like those those types of programs that would really uh, appeal to a more tradesy, a more hands-on, a more mechanically minded young person have sadly mm-hmm. been pulled or underfunded for quite a long time now. And so there isn't as much of a, there, you know, that would have been a feeder to for painting contractors. That would have been a talent right. feeder. People coming out of high school and going, you know what? Screw this university thing. I think I want to. I think I want to work with my hands. Yeah, but that has that has been greatly reduced, which has made the situation worse. Um, and then you know, the case does need to be made for some, for some COVID-19 related government support programs. Um, I think people take this too extremely. They sort of feel the government's ruined the economy and nobody mm-hmm. wants to work anymore. It's like, look, somebody that is still two years into this, like at home on their sofa in pajamas, eating Cheetos, like, trust me, like that's not the person your business is missing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's not it. It's a part of it, but like, let's not let's not attribute too much blame to that. So anyway, that's the decreasing talent supply to Orlando. Yeah. The other thing that you need to realize is there's been an increase in talent demand. So what else has happened? We've had unprecedented stimulus. Mm-hmm. Feds print and inject about nine trillion USD into the economy, the most that's ever been printed. Mm-hmm. Boom, that gets the engine rev. Prime mm-hmm. interest rates are at an all-time low, so people are buying homes, selling homes, they're moving. When people move, they generally fix things up. So again, that's a huge upward pressure on, mm-hmm. on painters. There's been travel restrictions, so borders have been closed, uh, restaurants have been closed. Um, again, this changes a little bit geographically, but for the most sure. part, the last two years have been pretty dull. 
There's not been a whole lot of extracurricular activities for people to spend their disposable income on. And all of that stuff puts this crazy upward demand pressure on trades and construction. So I'm sure a lot of your listeners are feeling this like, man, this COVID boom has been insane. It has been. You're not wrong. Yeah. And this, this decrease to the talent supply plus an increase to the talent demand has put a lot of contractors in a bit of a pinch point. And so if you're, you know, if you're going like, man, this is, this feels hard. Building a team feels a lot harder than it did 10 years ago. I've got news for you. It is. It is. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, so what's the answer here? You know, like what do, what do we do then? Okay. So, there's a couple things. There's one point I want to make, and then I'm going to dive into a, a few bullet points like I was kind of thinking about before doing this. Um, the first thing I think you need to do as a contractor is you need to separate facts from stories. Okay, mm-hmm. so I'm going to give you some facts, and then I'm going to give you some stories. Here are some facts. The pool of people you have to choose, pro- choose from is smaller. It is. Okay, you will need to work harder to attract and hire great talent. That's a yeah. fact. Uh, the decrease in supply and increase in demand has pushed up its price. You are going to have to pay more. Those are facts. Here's a story or a few stories that I hear a lot. No one wants to work. Millennials and Gen Z are super lazy and they suck and they're super entitled. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they don't deserve to get paid 25 bucks an hour, or 30 bucks an hour, whatever they're asking. Um, or <laughs> Joe Biden, the government have ruined the workforce and will never recover. Those yeah. are stories. Right. So it's like, I want to be real and acknowledge your feelings and say, yeah, this is a difficult situation, but I don't want to, I don't want to inflame that and sort of breed a negative mindset towards this. Because if you, if you spend too much time pointing fingers, your chances of solving this are zero. So that's the first point. Get your facts and stories straight. Number yeah. one. The second thing, um, and we, we can kind of bat this around a little bit, Torlando, I, I, you know, you've got a, you've got a brilliant marketing mind. Like, the other thing, if you, if you, so if you can get on the other side of this and get the right mindset, where you would apply your effort is this: um, any great contracting business that is going to be in this for the long haul needs to build a world-class recruiting funnel. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I'm going to explain what I mean by a recruiting funnel in terms of some stuff we all understand, which is like a marketing and sales funnel. So for most most of you listening, you know, you know who your ideal client is. You maybe have gone through the exercise of building a document that describes that avatar and you really understand them deeply, or, or maybe you just know mentally, but you do, you do like get who you do business best with. Mm-hmm. You then create advertisements, build creatives. Um, uh, maybe those are, maybe those are printed materials. Maybe they're online visual assets, but you would create advertisements that speak to that ideal client profile. From there, you generate some leads. From there, you do setup calls and some percentage of those leads turn into booked estimates. From those booked estimates, if you're good at sales, you're probably closing 40 to 50% of those. The job gets awarded and then you onboard the new customer. So that's, you know, very simply put, the flow through of a marketing and sales funnel. You get what I mean? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay. So recruiting is the exact same. Like this is not a different, this is not a fundamentally different concept. We use different terminology and some of the, some of the systems inside are tweaked a little bit, but to build a recruiting and hiring funnel, you need an ideal candidate profile. So it's like not who you do business best with from a customer's perspective. It's like, if I need to hire three painters, 
what do I know about the best painters I've ever worked with? What makes them tick? What are their personalities? What are the strengths? What are the weaknesses? Like really understanding that avatar. Because once you know that, mm -hmm. then you can create a job posting, yeah. which is the advertisement for a new employee. You can create a job posting that speaks to that type of person that uses language and copywriting and imagery, um, uses graphic design in a creative way so that the, 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 the product or the job that you're offering looks extremely compelling and it's something they want to do rather than just like a crappy misspelled ad on Craigslist and then you know, no one ever sees it, no one ever applies to it. You can create a really high quality job posting, then you generate applicants, then you do interview setup calls, then you go do the interviews, you would select the new employee and you would onboard the new employee. So it's just, there's a, there's a change, there's a lens that you need to look at recruiting through and the good news is, you know, most of it already, it functions the exact same way as your marketing and sales funnel. Yeah, yeah, that's very good. And, you know, I think that what happens, what ends up happening is when we don't think of it that way and we just kind of put out a, an advertisement, you know, wherever, really focused more on what we need rather than what they need, what we end up with is just a, a, a pool of people that are really not, you know, qualified. And what I what I love about, you know, one of the points that you made is is this idea of creating a, an avatar for your uh, for this position that you're hiring, because I remember doing that. And it was one of one of the aha moments that I had mm -hmm. in my business. I remember just sitting. I was at some type of a local discussion or, or talk or whatever. And, and, you know, sometimes my mind just starts wondering, I pull out my notebook and I just start listing out all of my favorite hires that I've ever had. And, and I, you know, explicitly was like, I'm not going to write down the ones that I didn't like. I'm just going to write the ones that I really liked. And I, and so I list out their names and then I wrote down all, everything that I could think about this person, you know, what, <laughs> what did they like doing? Where did they, uh, you know, where did they come from? What, um, what did they have any kind of education? What were their talents? What did they do over the weekend? And when I listed out all of the different people, the things that I that I noticed was that um, most of them were mu musicians. Mm. Most of them had um, gone. They started college, but dropped out, decided it wasn't for them. Uh, most of them had some type of artistic bent. Most of them had uh, they were coming from restaurants. You know, there was just this list of things. And when I what I realized was like, oh, if if most of these guys are musicians, then, you know, maybe I need to go out to a show, you know, to a concert and start, you know, making some friends and, and see if these guys want to work. Right. And so and so I had this kind of consistent pool of people who were musicians, mm -hmm. had done a little bit of college and, you know, just had that kind of artistic bent and it produced better work. And it was a better, it was a more fun envi environment. People liked each other. So that idea of creating a, um, a, a profile of your ideal person, I, I would encourage people to make it as real as possible. It doesn't have to be what I just said, right? Because mm -hmm. that might not be the culture of your company. But you mm -hmm. have to look into who are your all-stars? Who are the people that you love the most? Make that list. And and because I think that that the, the problem ultimately is that bottom of funnel who we're interviewing. But this seems like a little bit more of a top of funnel problem, doesn't it? It, it totally is. And um, 
you know, this is n- not exactly a profound statement, but I'm like, it, you, you should be, it's a good reminder. You are never going to make a good hire if you have no one good to choose from in the first place. Right. Yeah. So we can talk about, we can talk about interviewing. We can talk about, you know, scoring matrix matrices and how do you select people and what is effective onboarding? We can talk about that bottom of funnel stuff and, and we do and we will. But my perspective on this is that most contractors, certainly the ones that we work with, at least before we start working with them, they're actually really struggling with the top of funnel issue. They're like, I can't get people to click on my ads. I'm not getting any applies. We posted something a week ago and it's, just, mm. it's been crickets. Um, people are people are deeply frustrated by that and they, and I don't blame them because it makes you feel you're like man like are we even good like is what we're offering valuable like like you know uh, it, it kind of makes you second guess yourself um, <clears throat> so it, this is fundamentally a top of funnel issue and the, the place that that ideal candidate profile and you, you gave a great example of the exercise you went through the what that solves for you is when you go, when you go to write a job posting, in your case, you would know the type of visuals that appeal to them, the type of language to use, the way mm-hmm. that you would describe your company changes because you know who has been successful in it in the past. And now the people out there in the market, the job seekers who are scrolling through job ads and looking at things, they read something. Oh, man, that actually does really sound like me. Yeah. So you can't, you know, you, you can't really, just like you can't create an effective advertisement to a potential customer without understanding who they are. You can't solve this top of funnel issue for your recruiting if you don't know who your ideal candidates are. So that's a really, really great place to start. And in the talk we do at Expo, we're going to be giving away a bunch of templates and a bunch of like free resources to make building one of these super, super easy and quick. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people don't know where to start. Yeah. So so if I'm, if I'm trying to, you know, kind of, I guess begin with the end in mind, right? Mm-hmm. Like at the end in mind is, is a high quality candidate, but we have to really look at that top of funnel. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm beginning with the end at mind, how do I ultimately decide who is right for my company? Well, it, it depends on your company. So there, there's a few things that you would look at and, and, you know, this is a buzzword and you hear it all the time, but, but pretty much everything starts with core values. Like what are your three to five core values? What are those beliefs? Um, uh, what are those things that you hold dear as an organization? So here at Breakthrough Academy, it's, it's be real. It's genuinely care about people and it's embrace the journey. Like mm-hmm. we are very, very clear on those and we, talk about those in our interview and and we're able to assess because we've gotten pretty skilled at this like who fits into those values and who doesn't and that really is a prerequisite for everything else doesn't matter how good someone is if they're out of alignment with your core values you're not hiring them that's the first piece Mm -hmm. the second piece when i say it depends is it depends on your company and the roles that you're hiring for so how do you make a decision on on a new painter well you need to know what types of strengths, weaknesses, mindsets, attitudes, you need to know like what a good painter looks like. So, you know, here's some advice. Good painters have a high degree of tenacity, meaning they have like a gutsiness. Like, you, you know, those guys like, or, or, mm-hmm. or, or women, men or women, um, they don't mind working a long day when the going gets tough, they can put their head down and finish a job. They can close something out. They have a high degree of tenacity. 
They have a high degree of attention to detail. So they actually care that things are lined up properly. They paint mm-hmm. a straight line on the window. They clean up drifts after themselves. You know, you think to yours, like there's a reason they were musicians. Musicians are like deeply, deeply concerned yeah. with every single note in the song. That applies to how they approach a job. Right. So precision would be another good one. Um, uh, a third, I would say, would be something we call fundamental. And fundamental is someone's ability to stay pursuit of a staying in pursuit of a goal despite obstacles and challenges. Um, in other words, what is your capacity for stress? If mm. you've been on a painting site for any time at all, like yeah, stuff goes wrong. Yeah, right. You have a you have a windstorm blow in overnight and all your masking on the house gets ripped off and you're remasking for the second day in a row. Yeah. The sprayer breaks and you're rolling out a huge piece of siding by hand. The customer on the second day of the project comes and says, I actually don't really like that shade of blue. Right. There's like, yeah, this happens all the time. If you're the kind of person that um, like has a really difficult time, like managing themselves through that. In other words, something goes wrong. They shut down. Um, they stop communicating. They tend to blame other. They tend to externalize a lot of stuff, um, and it really hurts not only their own productivity, but it really sours the environment of the job site. Um, that's that's a no go as a painter. So, right, you need to think through like those strengths and weaknesses that you need in your business. But I've just rattled off three that are pretty universal. I don't know if yeah. a company that wouldn't want painter wouldn't want painters who don't have a high degree of tenacity, um, don't have a high degree of precision or attention to detail. And they don't have a good fundamental score. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's definitely that, that. No, that's a that's a great baseline to start. Uh, Benji, we're we're out of time today. This has been a really uh, great conversation. You you really brought it today, uh, especially with those stats, man. You got the statistician over there. I really <laughs> appreciate this conversation. Um, where where can we uh, where can we hear more about your podcast and the stuff that you guys are doing at BTA? Okay. Thank you for asking. Um, Contract Revolution is available on Apple Podcasts. It's available on Spotify. It's available on YouTube. It's very, very easy to find. We release every Wednesday. And in fact, what's the date today? The 30th? No, it's the 1st, February 1st. Tomorrow, we're actually starting a six-part series called Mm -hmm. the Ultimate Hiring Funnel Series. It's talking about this every single week for six weeks in a row. Um, Whether you're an experienced recruiter and you feel like you have this stuff figured out or you're like totally brand new at this and have nowhere to start, this is going to be really, really, really good quality content. So find us there. Our website for Breakthrough Academy is www.btacademy.com. Type it into Google, it'll come up right away. Um, And then the last place you can find me is at this PCA Expo, which I'm really, really looking forward to doing. It's awesome. in Orlando. Is yeah. that because your name's Torlando? Torlando like in and six? Orlando. That's what I. That's why I try to get them to name it. They, they didn't go for it. I honestly, let me talk to them. I think that's a huge miss. We need to. <laughs> we need to get this thing called Torlando in Orlando. That's we come find me there. We've got a really really great talk. We've got a booth set up. Uh, me and a couple other people from Breakthrough Academy will be around, and we'd love to meet you and, and talk about recruiting or what other whatever other business systems your company needs right now. Awesome. Thank you so much for being on the show, Benji. Okay. Thanks, Torlando. We'll see you soon. Yep. All right. There you have it, folks. Benji Carlson from BTA uh, Breakthrough Academy. Great conversation about hiring. I can never get enough uh, discussion around around the hiring topic. It is something that I feel like um, is it's probably more important than marketing. And I'm saying that as a marketing guy. 
Okay. And the reason I say that is because when you get your team right, when you get the product and the service and the experience right for the customer, that's the best marketing that you can ever have. Half of your half of your business should be repeat and referral. And so as a, as a marketer, why would I ever say don't focus on good hiring practices? So so always, always, always uh, focus on great hiring pra practices. So grateful for Benji for being on the show um, and helping us learn a little bit more about this topic. That's the show for today, folks. Um, before I let you go, don't forget to download PCA Overdrive if you haven't already so that you can get this on video. And uh, by the way, my book, Sprint, the Scrum Playbook for Paint Trade and Craftsman Professionals is available on Amazon.com. Just search for my name, Torlando Hakes. The book will pop up and there's a lot of great stuff, content in there about managing your team, managing your team using the principles of Scrum. Uh, thank you so much for listening. And this has been Paint Ed. Paint Ed podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and is made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPaintEd.org.